All right, we're starting here on Mem Aleph, Amad Aleph, five lines down. Rabbi Eliezer, my time. What's the reasoning behind Rabbi Eliezer? The Gemara here just posited that we had two Brito that attempted to learn the din of Tar by Mitzorah or Tar by Nazir. And we weren't sure how was it possible that in one case the Gemara felt that it was obvious by Nazir and then we were trying to learn to Mitzorah and the vice versa. One case it seems obvious by Mitzorah and then we're learning it to Nazir. The Gemara suggested that that was a machloket between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim. The Chachamim, who we saw in yesterday's after Rabbonon, who believed that when it comes to Upa'at Zikanam Lo Yigalechu, that that only has application with regards to Giluach and Hashchata, with regards to Atar, with regards to a razor. And that means that if we have a special permission by Mitzorah to allow such a cutting of the hair, that implies that the tar must be used by Mitzorah. Otherwise, why would you need a dispensation? If you were simply to use a Melakate Virihitni, then you wouldn't need any dispensation by Mitzorah. It would have been self-evident because you're not doing anything that's wrong. The fact that you need a dispensation must mean that you are using a tar. And therefore, by Mitzorah, we know that there is a need for tar. And then from there, we can learn to Nazir. On the other hand, we're going to see here that Rabbi Eliezer has it the other way around, which is that for him, Tyre is obvious by Nazir. He attempted to learn to, to Mitzorah from Nazir by a Sadla Shaveh from Nazir and Levi'im. And then the Gemara rejected that because of the Sadla Shaveh Shabahan, that there was still a common denominator between them, that they in Korbano Dalut. And so therefore they couldn't learn it. And now we have the Limud of Rabbi Eliezer. So it's not really Rabbi Eliezer, my taima. Not really what's the reasoning, not what's the logic behind Rabbi Lezer, but rather Minoli. Where do we know that Rabbi Lezer has this din, or where does he learn it from? Yalif mi Rosho. He learns it out of Rosho. We saw this yesterday, that the Pasuk by Mitzorah says that he has to cut off, Lechet Kose Aro, have to cut off all of his hair. And then it mentions separately, at Rosho ve'ed Zekano. So it's Mifarit, Rosho and Zekano, even after it told you Kose Aro. So yesterday we saw the limit of the Chachamim with regards to this Zekano. Over here, Rabbi Eliezer says, that's learned out of me, Rosho, Titania. Rosho, Ma Talmud Lomar. What is the reason that we have the word Rosho there? The fish in Amar Gaba Nazir. It says by the Nazir, Ta'ar lo Yavora Rosho. Ta'ar cannot go on his head. Yochal af Nazir Mitzora. I would think that also by a Nazir Mitzora, that same restriction would apply. Talmud Lomar, Rosho. The limit of Rosho tells you by a Nazir Mitzora that you do cut his head. So now, what that would imply is that just like by Nazir, the restriction is tar lo yavora rosho, and now I have a dispensation by Mitzora to cut one's hair on their head. And now if I can cut their hair on their head, that means that I'm allowed to violate the Easter of tar lo yavor al rosho. From there I will know that tar is a requirement by Mitzora. Now that only works according to Rabbi Yonatan, who we saw in yesterday's Dav, Rabbi Yonatan, who believes that by a Nazir, the restriction is only tar and nothing else. So Rabbi Eliezer will have to subscribe to Rabbi Yonatan's position because otherwise you haven't proven anything. If the restriction also by Nazir was not simply tar, but Milakate, Rehitni, or any other form of removal of hair, then when you say that I have a dispensation by Mitzora, that means that any one of those items could be the thing that I'm allowing you to use by Mitzora. The only way I can say that it's uniquely a tar is if you believe by Nazir the restriction is a tar, and now I give you a dispensation by Mitzorah, so now I permit a tar 
for you to use by Mitzorah. And this will be Rabbi Lezer's Limud, that tire by Mitzorah is necessary because he learns it out of Nazir. As opposed to the Chachamim who learned it out of Mitzorah itself because of Zkano, they learned that from Pa'at Zkanam to Mitzorah. And then from Mitzorah, they extrapolate that to Nazir. Now, the reason that Rabbi Lezer doesn't use it for a plain case of Mitzorah here, and says it's a case of a Mitzorah Nazir, is because of one of two reasons that Tosafot mentions over here. Either because he believes that HaKavah Kolarosh Losh Mahakafa, that if one cuts up all of their hair on the head, they're not in violation of the Easter of Lotakifu Patroshchem, and therefore he doesn't need any head there to allow you to shave your head in a basic case of a Mitzorah. Or because he believes that Asei Docha Lotasei, and we're going to see later on in the Sugya that he learns that from a different source, and that source allows him to say that by the Asei Mitzorah to use a tar, will override the lav of Lotakifu et Patroshchem. He only needs it when we have more than one lav on the other side. That's what he needs the limud for. So Gemara says, Mimai, how do you know that this limud is right? Dilma, Olam afidu liktomim laketu beritni. Mitzvah ka'avid, v'chitematar lamali, the memra dafilu bitar. So a similar type of question that we asked from yesterday, which is, who says that tar is a requirement? It might be that the permissibility of tar here is not to tell you that you must do it to the tar, but rather to give you the option to do it with a tar. If you did it with a malakit rehitni, it would work fine. Just if you want to know if you can use a tar, the answer is yes, and that's what the limud is for. But not that you're obligated to use a tar by mitzorah. Because I would have thought then, that just like by Nazir, when he does it with Tar, he's Chayav. Gabi Mitzora, also you would be Chayav. Kamash Milan, Dilo. And that would teach us, no, that's not the case. Tar is not an obligation. Tar is simply an option. It's one of the options that you have available to you. It's one of the items that you have in your toolbox. Now, the Gemara here does not continue like it did yesterday. And yesterday's Gemara, the Gemara then continued and said, well then, if that's the case, Lishto Kramine, the Pasuk should have said nothing. The Gemara said, if that was the case, then all you had to do was have the Pasuk say nothing. The Pasuk said nothing, I would make a Kavachomer of sorts, which is that by Nazir, where he's doing some sort of a Veira, we discussed what the Veira was, just like by Nazir, Tar is permitted, so too, over here, Tar would be permitted. So why would I need the Pasuk at all? That's what the Gemara said yesterday. Our Gemara does not ask that question, and Tosafot discusses why it is that it doesn't do that. It says, Why doesn't it say the same thing that it said yesterday? Nazir is different than Mitzorah. Because when it comes to Nazir, you only have one restriction when it's a Kavadaros. Lukach dochile tiglachto, the Nazir. That's why it overrides Nazir. About Nazir mitzora, ipe train lavin. Lav the Nazir tarlo yovor, the ladav da kavatarosh. Now you've doubled up with lavim. Ukach lo yidcha seid mitzora lahanach tre lavin. Vod da seid gidu pera. And on top of that, you have another essay. So what Tosafot suggests over here is that that limud that we had yesterday, we were simply trying to learn from Nazir to Mitzorah. Over there, you were taking the tar from Nazir and then moving it over to Mitzorah. Over there, all you were trying to do was override the one restriction of 
hakafa tarosh, which is the isur to take off one's peyot. That's it. Over here, you're trying to eliminate many more restrictions. You have to eliminate hakafa tarosh in general. You have to eliminate the restriction of an azir, tarlo yavorosho. And you have to remove the assay, which is kadoshia gadel pera. He has to grow out his hair. So you have two lavim and an assay. That type of limud would not be consistent. To say, just like, oh, by Nazir, he uses attire is the item, so too by Mitzorah, it's not a clear limud because there's so many restrictions that are found here by Nazir Mitzorah. So that's why Tosavot says it opts out the Gemara of going that derech, but rather answers with the final answer that we answered with yesterday, which is, Isaac Adatcha Kiavid Malaket Ritni Mitzvah Kovid. If you're going to tell me that Malaket Ritni are sufficient means to do this, Midlokotov Tar, because it doesn't write tar, kiresh lokish. Then you have the problem of resh lokish, which is, if I have a choice between doing a mitzvah assay and not violating the lot assay, or I have an option of doing the assay and violating a lot assay, I'm going to tell you, do the assay without violating the lot assay. And that would be, do malakit and hitni, and you would never do tar. It would never be an option available to you because it would be then you have to be a seidoche lotase, and we won't allow you, or won't give you that opportunity. So now, we have the limud of Rabbi Lezer, with the limud of the Chachamim, but it's obvious is that each one of them uses a different word. The Chachamim used the word zikano, and Rabbi Eliezer uses the word rosho. What's the question? What does each one do with the other one's word? And that's the next question that the Gemara asks, which is, verabonon, hi rosho, my darshibe. What do they do with the drasha by rosho? So the midche lav the hakafa. They needed to override the lav of hakafata rosh. Detanya, they have a brighter. Lo takifu pa'at roshchem. You may not square out the corners of your head. Yochol af mitzorakein. I would think mitzorah has the same restriction. Tamalomar rosho. From there I have the word rosho. Lomali, le mikhtav rosho. But typically, mizkano. Why do I need Rosho? We'll learn it out of Zkano. Detanya, Zkano, that you have a restriction against moving one's beard. You would think of Mitzorah too. So now I have each word coming to override a restriction. Mitzorah has all of his hair removed. In that process, he will violate that you're not allowed to square out the sides of your hair. And also will violate so I have the word Rosho to tell me that you do override Lotakifu Patroshem, and I have the word Zkano to tell me that I override Pratzakanam Lo Yigalechu. But then why do I need both of them? If as once I know one of them, then it should be obvious that the other one is true. If I know that the Asev Mitsoro overrides the Lav, why isn't it true that it overrides the Lav in both of these cases? Zikano. Why do I need both of these Limudim? Sriche. I need both of them. Had the Torah just written Zkano, Belokot of Rosho, and not the word Rosho, Hava Amina, Hakavat Kolarosh, Lo Shmahakafa. I would say the reason that you don't need a dispensation for Lotakifu at Patroshchem is not because you can't do it, but rather it's not necessary. Hakavata Rosh might only apply when there is a Rosh left, meaning that you can only have Peyot to remove if you have hair on your head. And then cutting off the Peyot levels out or flattens out the hair from basically the temple area back to behind the ear. So if you slice off the pot, then you have the rest of the hair that creates the problem. If you have no hair at all, meaning that you shave your entire head, then there's no peyot to take off because 
the peyot themselves don't exist anymore. You don't have corners if you have something that's there. If you have nothing there, then there are no more corners left. So I would have thought the reason by Mitzora you're allowed to take off the peyot is not because it's the asay is docha the lotase, but that's simply there is no restriction here because you're removing all of the hair. So then the Torah writes Rosho to teach you that that is the case, that hakafat kolarosh. Even if you take off all your hair, there's still a restriction of taking off the peyot. Even though there's a lav, nevertheless, now Rosho teaches you to override it. V'katav Rosho, had it simply written Rosho, v'lokatav zikano, and it did not write zikano, havamina mashmetarte. I thought I would have learned out two things here. Number one is, the ati asay v'dachi et lotase, that, and asay is docha lotase, and number two, mashma dakavad kolorosh, shma hakafa. And that, cutting off one's peyot is a problem, and that's why I need the dispensation of rosho to allow me to do it. Vakati v'tar minalan. How do I know it has to be done with a razor? Where did the Chachamim learn out razor from? Zikano. That's the connection between Upat Zikanam Lo Yigalechu. The fact that the restriction of taking off your beard is with a razor, that shows you that Mitzora must be using a razor. That's why I need the dispensation of Zikano. Without that dispensation, I would not be allowed to take off the beard. But that must mean that you're taking off the beard by the Mitzora with a tar. And so that teaches you the din of tar. So that's what it means. Vakati betar rachmana zikano, and that's why the Torah wrote the word zikano. So now from here we can ask a number of questions. We'll work through them. The first of which is, how come it's so obvious that by zikano that you have to use a tar, and by rosho it's not so obvious that you tar is the problem. From here, Tosafot concludes that the isur of Lota Kivu Pat Roshchem is different than the isur of Pat Zikanam Lo Yigalechu. That by Pat Zikanam Lo Yigalechu, the restriction is tar. Only tar. And that means that you can use scissors or anything else to cut one's beard because of Pat Zikanam That's where the restriction of tar is. By Lota Kivu Pat Roshchem, what seems from this Gemara and what Tosfo includes is that when it comes to Akafata Rosh, there's not only a restriction by tar, there's a restriction by scissors or anything else of cutting the hair. Otherwise, then you wouldn't need the extra word of Zikano to teach you tar. You would have known it from Akafata Rosh. The fact that I need a dispensation for Akafata Rosh would tell me that I must be using a tar. The fact that the Gemara makes it Srihuta and says, if you just had Rosho, I wouldn't know tar, that means that it doesn't think tar is the only type of restriction by Akafata Rosh. And that's what Tosafa concludes over here, even though this is against seemingly the Gemara's in other places in Shas, where it seems to be that Akafata Rosh is similar to and that it's only with a razor that it is problematic. It turns out to be a machloket rishonim here between the Tosafot and the Rambam, and the Shulchan Aruch brings both opinions down as to whether a kavatarosh is only a problem when you use a razor, or is a kavatarosh a problem even when you use scissors or something that creates or simulates what a razor does. And Tosafot makes a nice, interesting comment here about children, and he says, the shapi ikru ke'en tar, because even with scissors, that's called ke'en tar. V'chein nagro olam, shemegalchim atinokot, l'shayir b'tzadehem harbei se'arot. That when they cut the hair of the children, they leave a bunch of hair on the side over here. They don't cut off with the scissors. By an adult, if you already have the hair grows in, it's attached to the face. So even if you cut with scissors, it's not going to take the hair off, because you'll still have that peyote over there. For a child, if you take scissors and cut, the hair is not attached. The hair is coming down, dropping down from above. So if you cut with the scissors, you would simply cut the whole peyote off. And so that the minagolam, 
not to cut those peyot with scissors is because we think that the restriction applies even by scissors, not just by tar. If it was only a problem of tar, then you should be able to just slice across with the scissors. It wouldn't be a problem. I'm not using the tar. It's not kain tar. You're cutting the hair not anywhere near the roots. These are long pieces of hair that are hanging down for the child. Oh, he says the fact that there's a restriction even by misparayim tells us don't do that by the child's hair. All right, so that's number one. Number two is the Gemara is going to ask in a couple minutes about Rabbi Lezer's opinion with regards to say doche lotase. Now over here, the Chachamim learn out of the words Zekano and Rosho. In both cases, they say that say doche lotase. The say of Mitzora allows you to override whether it is lotakifuet patroshchem or whether it is ufat zikanam lo yigalechu, allows you to override that isur, or to remove that isur, because we have an assay that is doche lo tase. So the question becomes then, what happens in cases where I have additional restrictions over here? Over here, we're allowing the assay of mitzora to override the lo of zikanam, and I'm also allowing it to override the lo of what happens in a case where he happens to be a Mitzorah and a Nazir? What happens in a case where he is a Mitzorah and he is also a Kohen? For those instances, not only is there one Lav, but there's a second Lav, and there's an Asay involved. How do I know in those cases that the Din of Mitzorah overrides? Over here, the Gemara never clarifies that position of the Chachamim as to why that is the case. So Tosfut over here, it explains that by a Kohen Mitzorah overriding the restriction of Patsid Kanam, as well as the Asay of Kedoshim to you, and by the case of a Nazir Mitzorah to override the love Da'akafa, Tosfot says the same thing in both instances. He says, Minolan, the Nazir Mitzorah Migaleach, the Kohen Mitzorah, Elokorchachach Tzarech Lomar, the Mikre Mole Dibera Katuf. That the Pasuk speaks, period. It doesn't define the circumstances. That means any circumstances. The cave in the cross stomach teeth. The pasuk just written mitzorah zkano rosho. You're allowed to do it. it. Doesn't say only in this case, only in that case. It just says it. Therefore, becholinyan benchu kohen benchu nazir. Whether he's a kohen or whether he is a nazir, from there we would know that it overrides in either of these cases. So by nazir mitzorah tosva right. So tzirchamar kol nafkhu mi rosho. The mikra mali dibera katuv loshna hu nazir loshna enu nazir. That's what the Tosafot here says. Ba'od, kevin de galilan b'zkano, de dachi asay de giluach la ve'asay. By zkano, where it already tells us that it works over there to override the lav and the asay by Mitzorah and the Kohen. Adin shidchet bet lavin v'asay. De'en svara lehem lechalek ben lav echad l'shnei lavin. The Tosafot brings another possibility that there's no difference between a lav echad and shnei lavin. For the asay to be doche one lav or to be doche two lavin, it's not a big deal. So if you just add on another lav, that say should be able to override that, and it should not make a difference that there's one lav versus two lavin. This is, again, not such simple logic. If you go to Tosavot and Daf Nunchet Amur Bet, which has a parallel sugya to this sugya and adds on some of the details that we don't have here, over there Tosavot seems to reject this whole approach with regards to the Chachamim. That's number one. Number two is, HaKafat Kolorosh Shma HaKafat. In our Gemara over here, it assumes that that is not obvious, that hakafat rosh shma hakafa, that the default position would be that if you shaved off all your head, you would not be in violation of lo takifu et pat That's why we needed the posuk of rosho to teach you that it is a problem, and that's why I need to have a dispensation for it. But otherwise, that would not be the case. 
Tosafot says that this sugya then argues on the sugya on Daf Nun Chet. Because on Daf Nun Chet, the Gemara seems to take the other approach, which is that the default would be that Hakavat Kolarosh Shma Hakafa. And therefore that's the default, and you need something to teach you otherwise if you want to change that character. And that's he brings that that difference between this sugya and the sugya Nun Chet, that either might be a stira or a machloket a sugyot, as to which one is the default. Whether Hakshavavat Kolarosh Shma Hakafa or Lo Shma Hakafa, Maybe the difference between the sugya here and Memalif and the sugya later on we're going to see on Daf Nun Chet. Question that you have to ask on the Rabbanan Shito is, if we now find that an assay is docha, an assay and a lot assay, which is basically what the Pasuk is saying in the end, that Zikano or Rosho basically teach you that when it comes to the assay by Mitzorah, it overrides a Kohen Mitzorah and also overrides a Nazir Mitzorah. That means that an assay is powerful enough to override an assay and a lot assay. How come we don't extrapolate that to other places in Shas? Very good. So in each of these cases, there's a weakness in the Isur. By Kohen Mitzorah, it's a weakness of the Enu Shaveh Bakol. Kohen is not a din that is Shaveh Bakol. It's also Upat Zikam Lo Yigalecho Enu Shaveh Bakol. It doesn't apply to women, it only applies to men. So because it's Enu Shaveh Bakol, it's a weaker form, and therefore you can't extrapolate to other cases in Shas, because it might work here because of the klishut, because of the weakness of the restriction. The same is true by Nazir, because by Nazir you also have a weakness, which is Yeshno B'Sheila. You have the ability to remove the restriction because you can go get Hatarat Nidarim and remove the restriction. So since both of them are a weakened form of Asei, Doche, Lot Asei, even though it's a Limud here, you cannot extrapolate to anywhere else in Shas. And therefore, it'll be limited to the cases over here and not to cases anywhere else in Shas. Therefore, once I have that, I have now a limud here, or two limudim, but basically say, I say doche lota sevasei, I say doche lota sevasei, but both of them are weak assays or weak lavin, because one's mitzorah, one is nazir. So there, based on that, the Ram is quoted in the Tosfot as saying, Varam amar l'rabona necha, the mitzilimar, the rosho, im enu inyan le she'enu shaveh bako, I would have known that already from Zkano. Based on that, the Chachamim now have a source for Asei Docha Lotase. Even though, technically, over here, it's, we're using it to say Asei Docha, Asei Vilotase, but both of them are Eno there's some weakness in it. So I have the Apostle tell me the same thing twice. So what the Ram suggests is over here, if I don't need both of them to teach me the same thing, then use one of them to teach me at least that is an Asei, is doche alav hashaveh bekol? It can wipe out a lav that's equal to everybody. Why do you need that? I still need the word rosho to teach me that a kafat rosh is a problem. We can say that it is misvar. They learned this because then imtzah sugya chaluka reish And that's the difference between this sugya and the sugya nunchet. Sugya nunchet takes it for granted that a kafat rosh is shma hakafa, and they don't need rosho for that. And therefore, now I have these extra psukim. They teach you, I say, doche lot, I say. Alright, so now, that is the position of the Chachamim. Now, Rabbi Eliezer, da'ati, I say, v'doche lot, I say, minale. So now, where does Rabbi Eliezer learn out that I say is doche lot, I say? What do you mean? He has the psukim over here that are telling us to say doche lot, I say. But, if you remember, Rabbi Eliezer used the words, when we asked about his source, we said he learns it out of Rosho. Because he says the case is a case of a Nazir Mitzorah. And even though he's a Nazir Mitzorah, we say he has dispensation to use a tire to override that to cut his hair. But that means that, why did he jump to Nazir Mitzorah? 
Why didn't he just say that it's coming here to be Dokhe, the din of Lotakifu et Pat Roshchem? Why do you have to have Nazir included in it? So it must be that Rabbi Lezer has a different source for say Dokhelota say, and that would have been obvious. The fact that the Asayv Mitzorah can override the restriction of Lotakifu et Pat Roshchem, that I don't need the Pasuk for. I need the Pasuk to go up to the next level, which is that it overrides a Nazir Mitzorah. But that makes it obvious that he has a source for I say Dokhelota say. And what is that source? And he can't learn it out of Zikano. And as the Mifaresh points out, he needs Zikano to teach you the case of Kohen Mitzorah. But that still won't help you with Asei Dochalot Asei in general. Tosavod claims because by Zikano you would have learned by a Kohen Mitzorah. And you could argue that Kohanim have extra mitzvot. And therefore the mitzvah over here that allows the tar for the Kohen Mitzorah is unique to a Kohen who is given many more mitzvot, and we can't extrapolate from that to other cases. Or as the Mifaresh says over here, there's a deficit in the case of Kohen Mitzorah, which is She'en O'Shaveh B'Kol, and there's a deficit by the case of Rosho, which is She'ken Yeshla B'She'ilah. So that Rabbi Lezadati, Asim Duchelot, Asim Inalei, Yolif Migdilim. He learns that out of Tzitzit. Tatania, Lotil Bash Shatnez. You're not allowed to wear shatnei's mix of wool and linen. Hagdilim taselachamim. Juxtaposed in the pasuk are lotu ba shatnei's tzemu pishtim yachtav. Gdilim taselach alarbakan folkusutcha asher techaseba. From here, that smichut the Gemara learns out in Yevamot that even though generally shatnei's is restricted when it comes to making tzitzit, that shatnei's is permitted. The reason being that you need a p'til techelit. The p'til techelit must be made out of wool. And if you have a linen baguette, the only way to have tzitzit on a linen baguette with a p'til t'chelet is to have shadnez. And so this is the dispensation that says that a say docholot, say the mitzvah of tzitzit overrides the lota say of shadnez. And that's where Rabbi Eliezer learns it from. So he learns it from that a say docholot, say. And then he expands or extrapolates to call a Torah kula. And then over here, he has the extra word rosho to teach you that Nazir Mitzorah gets a dispensation to cut his hair, but that means you must be using a tar, and that's how he knows tar by Mitzorah, the mitzvah of tar by Mitzorah. Now what we never answered for Rabbi Eliezer is what does he do with the word? Zkano. So he uses Zkano for the case of Kohen Mitzorah, because by Kohen Mitzorah you have an issue of, number one, you have a problem with Kedoshim to you, that you would have to override in order to do it. And we say, despite the fact we allow you to do it, why don't you learn that out of Nazir? Because he already has Mitzorah Nazir, which shows us that you can override. That was what we said before, you needed Srichuta, which is that there's a weakness by Nazir, and there's a weakness by Mitzorah that I can't extrapolate one to the other. And therefore I need two separate Sukim to teach me, one to teach me by Zekano, and one to teach me by Rosho. One to teach me Nazir Mitzorah, and one to teach me Kohain Mitzorah. And that's the way that we'll have those limidim be learnt out. So that's what Rabbi Eliezer will do with Kano. So this sugya is paired up with Nunchet, and Nunchet, the Gemara asks more of these questions and expands on what we have here. It also disagrees with some of the things that we have here. So now the other thing is that, what about Asei Dochelotase? Say? Why don't the Chachamim learn how to say Dochelotase say from the Gemara in Yivamot, of Gedilim Taselecha, that it overrides Shatnez? Why are they learning it from here? So now we saw the Ram, who says that, no, they learned it out of the fact that it tells us both by Nazir Mitzorah and Koin Mitzorah that we have two things telling us the same din, which is the Asay can override a weaker Lav and Asay. So from there we learn Asay Docholot Asay. That's one approach. The other approach in the Rishonim 
is a Zayin Ochanami. That the Chachamim, in the end, do learn it out of Mimud of Gidilim Taselach, Lotu Bashat Neis, Semum Fishtim Yachdav. That's what they learn out, Asei Docholota Asei. And over here, they learn out from the words Zikano and Rosho to the cases where you have a weaker lab. There's a Tzrichuta between them. I mean, they're both different. One is Yeshno B'Sheila and one is Eno Shaveh B'Kol. So it's a different weakness in each of these cases and therefore you can't learn one from the other. You can't say that it's a duplication and therefore it's Neo Li'inyan Acher. So that's actually the way that most of the Rishonim learn and then based on the Gemara Nunchet it would seem more likely that's the position of the Chachamim or the Rabbonin over here. Whereas the Ram over here this says that you don't have to go in that direction. You don't have to do that. You could actually learn out to say Docholotas, say for the Chachamim, and that's why the Gemara doesn't ask on the Chachamim, and only on the Rabbon, and only ask on Rabbi Lezer, where's your say Docholotas, say? They don't ask, where's the Rabbonin's say Docholotas, say? So the Ram says the reason is because of what we just explained. Other Rishonim say simply that according to the Chachamim, Imkein Gan the Rabbonin, Tikshay Minolon, the Ba'alma say Docholotas, say, where the Rabbonin know that din from? Omer Araf. So there, you re- he jumped Rosho to say that it's applying to a Nazir Mitzorah, which is a lav and an Asay, actually two lav and an Asay. Why did he jump a step? What happened to Asay Docholot say? How come he jumped a step? That's why the Gemara asked, but not because the Chamim don't have it, but the Chamim themselves also have this problem. They didn't make it obvious that they didn't have Asay Docholot say over here by the Chachamim, that they use it for Hakafat Kolarosh, then they have an Asay Docholot Lotase. If that's the case, they can learn it out over here from Rosho. Because the way that the Chamim learned Rosho was, Rosho teaches me that Akavat Rosh, Kolarosh, Shma Hakafa, and therefore the Asay is Docholotase. So they have out of the word Rosho, Asay Docholotase, and then you can extrapolate from that to other Lavin. So that's the way the first answer to the Tosvot. The second answer to the Tosvot is that the Chachamim learned it out of the Enu Inyan Lazer, Tunel Inyan Acher. Whereas the answer of the Maharap says that in Ochanami, the Chachamim do need a source for us. Hey, Dokalota say the Gemara just didn't emphasize it here because it wasn't as obvious from their position. But then, where do they know Nazir Mitzora from? They don't have that in the Pasuk. And that's why many of the Rishonim believe, based on the Gemara Nunchet and Yuvamot, that the Chachamim really learn out to say Dokalota say from Gedilim Tasadacha. And then they use these two Psukim, one to teach you Nazir Mitzora and one to teach you Kohen Mitzora. All right, we'll stop over here. I'll send out the charts that give you all the limudim for the Chachamim and Rabbi Eliezer so that you can see a summary of their positions.